Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. It is time once again, America, for the Jordan and Jake podcast, which now, as many of you know, is a weekly show as we are deep into the NFL season. And by deep, I mean third week of the preseason. Either way, Jake. We're back, and as always, my good friend, we are powered by Ortho Carolina, and they're one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like our Carolina Panthers and applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Jake DeLome, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Jordan, and I just marvel that you can memorize that intro and you just do it without reading anything. I think it's awesome. I, I am not in a in a room with a computer and a notepad. Definitely not. That is not happening right now. I'm in a. <laughs> it is all knew, from memory. I, I knew that. There's no doubt. That's why you were so good. Should we hit the big news right off the bat in my life, Jake, and then get yeah. into Panther stuff? Because that is that's not I don't think it's big. I think this is monumental news and I am really? so excited. So so okay. yeah, I do. I really and truly do. So why don't you go ahead and uh, and break the news? As me, okay, as much of our uh as our listening community knows, all right, I I've lived full time back in my hometown, Fruitland, Idaho, and I travel to come do Panther stuff and stay in the loop, but this is home. Oh, and it has been for a long time. And part of the reason to be here is back into the local school system, the community, and I've coached basketball and been an assistant coach on the football team for two years now. Due to some staffing situations, everything good. I repeat, everything good. But workload, life balance, everything. I've become the head coach of the Fruitland Grizzlies football team, Jake. So let the applause rain in. Uh, I'm right Jordan, now. I am screaming and hollering inside of my heart right now because you might think I'm being uh, I'm joking, but just think about it. If you're a high school kid and you have a head coach who one is from this area where you're from, two was a college All-American, was a top 10 pick, played over a decade in the NFL, was an all pro in the NFL. And his back coat. I mean, like, what what greater example can these kids have than someone like you? And then you're taking over. So, and I have I have a pretty strong inclination. You have a little bit of juice um, during practice and watching film and during games and things of that nature. So, I can't wait to see how the season goes. But also, 
like Jordan, you're going to have to have pep talks. Like, Oh, I know. It's not – yeah. I mean, you're going to have to really get ready to get ready. You know? I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty ready, and thank you for the kind words, Jake. That means a lot. I do try to bring fun. I try to bring energy and humor and, and, and not not take advantage of their time. That's a big one too, Jake, when you're dealing with kids and, you know, they're, they're student athletes at the high school level. It's like, man, let's get our work in and get out of here. Cause sometimes you've been around when things can drag on and whatnot, but no, I'm, I'm incredibly excited for it. Our community is excited. I've had a very heavy role these last couple of years. So it's not like I'm new on the scene, but now to uh, kind of be at the top, I will be nervous, Jake, that's for sure. But um, I, I might need you, you to fly out, you know, and as the season's going on, we get a big game or something. It might be worth a trip now just to see what my team looks like. But what do you – when you think back to as a player, all right, so this is what I do a lot. Okay, now I'm on the coaching side. Bits and pieces of things that coaches did and didn't do, you know, to get ready for during the week or like, you know, tradition things or messages or PowerPoints, like we've seen it all. You know what I mean? So I'm constantly trying to wade through that. If you were a head coach, Jay, give me something that you would pull maybe from our time together with John Fox uh, when he was the coach that you would give to your team. For example, I tell my kids all the time, I need them to be smart and tough. Okay. And it's so funny because Foxy said that a hundred thousand times, but I'll be like, I'll be darned if he wasn't right. It really is all you're looking for as a head coach. What what would you give me to give them, Jake? Come on. I think the biggest thing, and I always, if ever I talk to a head coach or <clears throat> or whatnot, I loved our Panther on Panther parts uh, portions of practice. I just thought that coach speak sharpened our knife, so to speak. When we would go the one Panther offense versus the one Panther defense during the season. Because we're not playing each other during the season. We're not playing this defense. So we can play a team that's playing a 3-4 defense, which is completely, op- completely, totally different than we played as a 3-4. But you went back to your base rules, and you competed against your defense, and you just you had to play. That's one thing that I always thought was great. From the Wednesday practice, which was the first and second down, to the Thursday practice, which consisted of our third down, to the Friday, ended the practice on Friday in a two-minute situation. I always thought that was the greatest thing that we did. Um, that was something that if ever I'd be a head coach, I would definitely carry to my football team. But it'd be Grizzly versus Grizzly. Grizzly versus Grizzly, exactly. But I just – there's something about it, and we used to do it at the middle of practice. So if ever there was a – not a lull at practice, it just – to me, I always felt everything just got ramped up. Uh, a little bit more and i always thought that was something special all right grizzly versus grizzly will do on that one jake and we want to be smart and tough which i i asked it by quiz yesterday hey well what's the opposite of smart and tough you guys want to be that like what is it dumb and weak i was like okay so those are your options that's what we can be one or the other they're like "Ah, that makes sense let's go i'll keep you up to speed we play the columbia wildcats friday night jake so at their place so i'll let you know how it goes here's in in our in our same valley though, and, and I, I'll be done with this because no one else really cares other than me and you. But Shay McClellan is the head coach of a local high school as well, who was a first round pick from Marsing, Idaho. He's back at his hometown, so we got to get that on the schedule moving forward. Home and homes, I think that wow. sounds that, that, that sounds would, pretty good to me. That's awesome. I think All it right. sounds great. 
Well, we'll leave it up to our producer, Matt, if he wants to cut most of this out, because we're like six minutes into talking about Idaho high school football, which is not why people tune in. So let's transition to the Carolina Panthers coming off their loss at New England. Uh, week two of the preseason, but most importantly, got a ton of practice reps, crossover. All that was great. You know, some starters played, some didn't. But what came out of that week is Baker Mayfield's our starting quarterback, as you and I, you know, projected or predicted. Um, Panthers play Buffalo this week at home on Friday, a game where starters, you know, you know how that last preseason week goes, Jake. But really, it's evaluating that bottom end of the roster. Got to cut 27 guys by next Tuesday, August 30th. A lot to talk about, Jake. Baker's our starter. Let's start there. Then you got Sam Corral's on IR. What's that mean for P.J. Walker? Talk quarterback, Jake. Well, listen, um, I said it going into training camp. I thought this was going to be Sam's job to lose because I, that's what Baker – I have to tip my hat to Baker Mayfield. I've never met the guy. Don't know him. Look for, I'm looking forward to getting a – kind of meet him, be around him this season, and hopefully he can stay healthy and we can have a good year. But to come to, to get traded to a team in July, not knowing barely anybody on the team, not knowing the offense, and going right to training camp and then winning a job. And I think you heard Matt Rule say probably about a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, and that to me gave every indication, okay, it's Baker's job, when he basically said how impressive it has been to watch Baker come in, learn the offense as quick as he has, and kind of take some ownership. That, to me, kind of screamed out, okay, he's our guy. And um, so I have to tip my hat to him. Um, very disappointed for Matt Corral. Um, <laughs> disappointed in the fact that, did I want to watch him play this year? 100% no. I wanted him to go through practices, to work the scout team against our defense. Um, and, and things of that nature, and really kind of develop his game because he's got the arm talent. I like the way he moves in the pocket, but now he's going to have to do it strictly from the neck up because physically he's going to be rehabbing a pretty, you know, uh, a pretty tough injury to say the least. Um, so that's where I feel sorry for him in that regard. But a redshirt year, I think, will do him well. So that's. That, then you come into juggling the roster and the roster gymnastics. Do we keep two and keep somebody on the practice squad to carry an extra offensive lineman, extra linebacker, extra receiver who might be a special teams guy? So there's a lot to be, you know, they have to go into it, especially with roster cuts coming down on Tuesday, which I still get. When it gets close to roster cuts, I still want to throw up because that was my life for <laughs> six years. I, it was just, it was misery and it was the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, as they used to say on the wide world of sports, because the thrill of victory for me early on was making the 53 man and the agony of defeat was, hey, uh, bring your playbook. Uh, Coach needs to talk to you. So that was the agony of defeat. And I'm looking forward to watching some of our starters play. I believe they're going to play some Friday evening against Buffalo, because that is a great test. I don't know if you've paid attention to the preseason. I'm football nerd when it comes to this uh, regard. Buffalo has a loaded roster. Brandon Bean has done a phenomenal job. Sean McDermott and uh, a lot of other, other Carolina guys naturally up there. But that's a loaded roster. And so if they sit some of their starters, I still think you're going to get a great test because when a team is loaded, the backups are usually extremely good. And it's been pretty evident, especially this last preseason game, they did not miss a beat. From the first offense to the second offense to the third offense, and they just whipped Denver up and down the field. I know it's preseason, 
But Jordan, you can go back to our better teams in Carolina. When we were good football teams, we were dominant in the preseason because the starters got out. The backups were so quality. Many of them uh, could have been starters and ended up being starters, and they just dominated. So it'll be a good test for us. Like to see us be crisp on offense. Um, certainly, you'd love to see Baker complete every pass um, and have a great game, but I doubt we see Christian McCaffrey, which is fine by me. I, I'd rather wait till uh, week one, but uh, see us kind of play well, play crisp, and then get get ready because the season's here, man. I know you said it about Corral that yeah, it's a redshirt year. Is it a little bit of a roster blessing though? So if we were to assume, it could be Jake. Yeah, if yeah. you were to assume that he'll get back, I mean, if you're going to get a Liz Frank, do it in preseason. You know what I mean? You yes. got a full year to recover. And now we don't got you, you can't you can't risk Corral on waivers, right? He had to be on the roster. Oh gosh, no. Right. 100%. So, I mean, I don't wish an injury on anybody, but it I there's a definitely a silver lining to that and now PJ Walker's somewhere in the conversation at least, you know. So it's funny how that thing came through. Are you do you have to think this game on Friday though? It's going to be a pretty fun atmosphere back home now. Baker's the elected starter, and everybody's so hungry for the NFL season to start. And you get a little bit of a deficit now, you know, over a week until the Panthers play again. That game we'll talk about as we get closer. But obviously, with Cleveland coming to town, like I mean, the NFL couldn't be happier that Baker ended up in Carolina because the schedule came out way before Baker came to the Panthers. But that's going to be so amazing. But yeah, we'll, we'll see where the quarterback roster goes, Jake. That's that's a big one. And, and as an O-line guy, where I'm just so back to your the, uh, the agony of defeat, <laughs> thrill of victory, the agony of defeat, the O-line, man, last year, the Panthers kept nine. We got 13 on the roster currently. A year ago, you were like thinking, okay, well, which one of these guys is, you know, is is the right nine? And you're still saying that, but with massively different sentiment and emotion behind it, right? There's like there's depth now at the O line. And with the starters looking like it's Iquanu, Christensen, Elfline, you know, Corbett, and Moten, there's five. So if we're keeping nine, maybe 10, maybe because Corral's now on IR, maybe we keep 10. There's still more than five guys on there that can help you, Jake. So Irving, you know, Cam's getting a little bit older, but he's a versatile guy. Michael Jordan's young and and started 10 games last year. Bozeman, I love, again, like I don't know him. Like you don't know Baker. I'm excited to meet that guy. He looks like, you know, looks like an impressive player. Daly had nine starts last year. Deontay Brown's like only in his second year. Cade Mays we drafted. So I don't know how that's going to end up, Jake, but God love the fact that there's too much depth. Yeah, we don't even say that. You can't have too much depth, especially up front. I mean, it's just – and I don't recall if we – back in the in – the, the dark ages when we played, if we kept nine or 10 on the roster, that that's that I can't even remember that, but it was um, usually nine. It was usually nine because okay. we'd have one or two. We'd only dress seven. So we'd usually have two right. inactives, but we'd have like one to two IR or excuse me, practice squad guys. So we always have two deep to be able to field for practice and whatnot. Yeah. Right. Well, and listen, it, there's a great article on Panthers.com about Cade Mays, uh, the, 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 I believe six round pick out of Tennessee, how he's the Swiss Army knife. He's playing every position. And since Bozeman's been out, he's playing more center. They're like The more you can do is unbelievable, uh, really and truly. And it, I think we all know that. I mean, we had Todd Fordham, who we were great friends with. Todd, 
could play left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, or center. It didn't matter. And that's why he was always the swing offensive lineman. He always had a uniform because those guys are invaluable to a football team. Um, and Cade Mays having to play both guard positions and now center, it's only going to make him better. So hopefully we can stay healthy and not start 14 different uh, offensive line combinations in 17 games. I think that would be a win for us. Was there anyone ever rooting harder, though, that no O-lineman got hurt in a game than Todd Fordham? There's the no doubt. Career? He was waving Todd, that towel. He yes, threw his he arm was, out of socket, <laughs> waving that towel. <laughs> Probably the only other guy was Rodney Pete his last year when he was your backup. You're exactly right. Rodney Pete, I probably told this story on here. I waited a little too late to slide one time in front of John Lynch. And John Lynch, I was trying to get a cheap 15, got up. And, you know, we were jawing back and forth at each other. And he said, do it again one more time. I will knock your bleeping head off. And, you know, I was kind of yapping back. And Rodney, <laughs> you know, Rodney had my back and then John turned away and Rodney grabbed me and he said, don't you ever do that again. You understand me? He said, I am not going back on that field. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was, it was perfect. And Todd Fordham was the same way. Cause he'd say, buddy, I'm just waving that towel. I'm getting a little old now. Y'all doing a good, good job. Yeah. Out there. They, they said that, but the best thing about those guys and that were cut from that cloth, man, they would come in and give you everything they had and they were ready. You know what I mean? It was just great people. And, and uh, listen, we're going to change this. I, I have to say this real quick. We talked about Todd Fordham. I'll give you an interesting nugget about Todd Fordham and the Fordham family. His son, his third son, Cooper Fordham, committed to the Raging Cajuns two days ago. So how about that? Mm. I have Todd Fordham's son will be in my backyard playing at my alma mater. How wow. great is that? I'm so going to have to audit your books because you probably did some illegal tampering or something to make that happen, Jake. I'm thinking. 100% right no, but I will say <laughs> if, tamp if tampering is carry uh, my wife cooking a crawfish etouffee and we boiled shrimp that night, he came in and visited and uh, yeah. we, we ate very well. So if that's tampering, that's awesome, then, then we're guilty. All right, you're guilty. All right, wide receiver, you know, and we'll see if we get through every spot but or every position, but receiver's super interesting. Last year they oh. kept six. Andre Roberts, is he a returner or a receiver? I, I mean, I think you put him as a special teams guy and then maybe get six more out of the roster, but there's so much depth. Uh, uh, Shai Smith, you know, we've heard his name a lot this season. Marshall's, you know, a young guy drafted zilstra can play a million special teams positions and then there's like the obvious starters jake how you seeing this group shape out yeah this is going to be it's all going to a lot's going to be predicated on special teams and listen watch the game friday night somebody's getting a roster spot or two based off this football game that they're playing friday night that's what was that's what's going to be great about this preseason game terrace marshall's one that um i watched him play you know, all three years at LSU. This is a large, talented man. He just had the injury bug, and it seems like he's missed a little time in camp again. And he's a talented guy that I know can help us. It's just like, gosh, we've got to keep him healthy. You know, I think that's the biggest thing because Robbie Anderson's the over-the-top guy. I think Rashard Higgins has really shown up. But DJ Moore, I think he's a true number one. So um, that's going to be interesting. And I think we have to watch Friday night. I think that's going to play out to see who's going to be the fifth or sixth guy and how, and how we go from there. Well, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. I, I've been so interested in Saunders. I know I talked about him last week going based on his size next to big old Trent Brown from the Patriots and he's been hurt, but an untimely injury there. Maybe, you know, 
that's my little nugget there. I, I just I love watching that guy from what I've seen. Tight ends, Jake. I don't even know if yeah. we can speak to this group. I mean, there's been so many dang injuries. I limited capacity seeing any of these guys. You got to figure Ian Thomas and Tommy Trimble will be be on there, right? But then there's yeah. I mean, there's I don't know how they kept five and f- for a while and four for a while last year and special teams and uh, maybe somebody I. I like the group. Everybody's healthy, man. I could I could get excited about this, but we'll just kind of see how this one this one turns out, right? Well, I, I agree. But Jordan, when I look at this, okay, so running back wise, we kept two last year until Christian got hurt. But now we signed. We have Chuba. We have Christian, and then Deontay Foreman. But uh, watching that Washington game, Giovanni Ricci stepped in and played tight end, and I thought he looked fantastic. So you're, you're going to have a guy that's a fullback special teamer that can play tight end. So he just secured himself a roster spot, not only for this year, but in my opinion, for a year or, or a couple of more years to, to come. Because you, you can kind of plug him in anywhere. So does that give us flexibility at the tight end position? Where do we keep four or are we keeping three and Ricci can be the fourth guy? So I think he's parlayed himself into a pretty good – uh, position on this football team, and that could help us with roster flexibility as we go uh, go on. Yeah, he reminds me of Richie Brockle, who I played with my last couple of years, a good friend of mine still to this day. He was like, I didn't even know what position he played. Like, is he a <laughs> tight end? Is he a fullback? Is he a wing? Is he a gunner? Is he, you know what I mean? Like, that, that those guys are beautiful to have, and that such a high intelligence level. You know, what I mean, you'd be well, a starting left tackle in the right. NFL. Like, yeah, that's challenging, and there's a lot to learn. I had no – I mean, I could I could have run most plays at F, but I didn't – I mean, there's a lot – there's complexity in all the little nuances of every position. Those guys, man, they earn their money. That's definitely for, definitely no, for sure. They, I, def- they definitely do. There's no doubt. When you, and, and that's just – and that – I mean, if you're a young guy and you're not watching this, oh, okay, he's on the roster because he's, he can play mo- multiple positions and he's sharp and he works at it. I mean, it's you, you have to be blind sometimes if you don't see that. All right, backs, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll probably run out of time, but this one to me with Christian and Foreman and Chuba, it's gonna be hard to make the team beyond that. You see it any other way? Yeah, I, this uh, it, <laughs> and the coach speak, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, D line. Just anybody, if you can rush the passer, you got a chance because I know that's been talked about so much is finding more guys to be able to get to the quarterback. There's 14 currently on the roster. They had 10 last year. Uh, you know, Barno ah. has looked good in the preseason. Uh, Burn, you know, I, the starters ah. are pretty well inked in there, but that D line's hard to tell too because I, when I was, when you're playing, you know who's got some talent, right? Like you might you're watching film, and I might not play against like a, a young guy who's running with the twos and threes in camp, but you can just see a difference. It's hard in a game watching a game, so that depth on the back end of that, and uh, you know, I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I'm not. I'm not there's sure. Some good and players listen, there. Yeah, Friday night's going to determine some some uh, bottom of the roster guys. I don't think there's any doubt. And, and like you said, not going against them because we drafted Charles Johnson in the third round, and Charles wasn't this big, imposing man. I mean, a big guy, but not like this freak of nature. And I remember asking you at training camp, hey, how's the third rounder? How's Johnson? And you said, he is raw and unbelievably strong. Well, uh, fast forward four years, he's the highest paid defensive end in the league. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's when you get to go against guys day in and day out. 
The best thing about a young Charles Johnson was every time you jump set him, which is like it's a pass play, and you 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 go out like you're run blocking him, right? That's a jump set. Yeah. And then kind of throttle your feet down and pass block. For two years, every time you did that against Charles Johnson, it just worked awesome. He just thought it was a run play, and he'd stop, and then you'd have him locked up. Third year, I remember we were in camp, and I did it, and he read it and jumped, like, went inside hard, and I overset, and he ran and would have sacked the quarterback, whoever that was. And I was like, son of a gun, that was nice when he was young and stupid. So <laughs> that's, my Charles, that's my Charles Johnson story. I couldn't jump set him anymore after that. Uh, LBs, I'm, it, it's awesome. Shaq's working his way back, and it looks like he's going to be on track for week one. And, you know, it, the good thing from that – has been, you know, Littleton and some other guys have got more opportunities while he was gone. But uh, Frankie Louvu, it's just been neat seeing how he's on and off the field, huddle breakdowns and all that stuff. He's really seemed like his leadership roles increased. And then linebackers just always a heavy special teams group as well. So nine on roster last year, they kept six, but similar to receiver, that's like where there's those float guys. You just don't know who's going to make it. Yeah, once again, same thing. Julian Stanford was a guy who you, you watch us these two games. He's making play after play on special teams. Brandon Smith is the young rookie uh, draft pick out of Penn State. He is flashing. He, he's got some juice. And so um, you would think the four set with Shaq and Frankie and Damian and Corey, and it all depends on roster construction and how that goes after that. Yeah, and then final, final position on the offense and defense, D-backs, defensive backs, we got – 15 on the roster, kept nine last year. I'm so pumped for J.C. Horn. I just – I know you are as well. It's like oh. I just want to see – I'm, I'm just sending all well wishes and health and vibrancy to him because <clears throat> I want to see him do his thing. And then Dante Jackson's just been so cool to see him mature and grow. Thank, thankful he's back on the roster this year. Just how he's changed from his rookie year to now, man, it's really, really impressive. And, you know, he's turned into quite – great player and and chin you know chin's kind of like an a, a quiet star you know his rookie year was so impressive and he was consistent last year but i'm just anxious to see what he's going to do this year as well and then you know the special teams on the back end of that so there's definitely gonna be some good players cut out of this group but could make 10 you know you could have 10 if you just depending on what they do with d-line and linebackers and all that allotment and again like what we said with uh matt corral somebody's making the team and it might be a corner because Matt Corral's on IR. You know what I mean? And so yeah, that one exactly. spot, man, it's funny how that, that injury can change somebody's course of their career with just having one more opportunity. No. And, and, and I, that's, you're so right on that. But again, I'm a JC Horn fanatic. I was a teammate of his father and um, JC was this very young child when we were teammates, but uh, Dante Jackson, same thing. Xavier Woods, a veteran to go with Chin. But, you know, everything kind of out of camp is C.J. Henderson seems like a different football player, maybe a, lot, a little more comfortable um, being in Carolina. Um, and he's starting to maybe come out of his shell. Because last year, uh, I'll be quite honest, I mean, he was traded uh, late, in the, um, late in the process. And it just, I, in my eyes, I, I didn't see enough. And, yes, the talent was there. He was a top ten pick. Uh, but it seems like he's starting to get comfortable, and, and that's a great thing. Um, so, once again, it will come down to this weekend, too. Uh, I, I go back to the preseason, Jordan. You were the lucky first-round pick that didn't have to worry about being cut. Uh, for me, right. my first six years, that's what it was about. Now, there's one issue, Jordan. I know we're getting close on time. Is 
the specialist. And yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to have I'm starting to worry about uh, somebody that that does reporting on the Panthers, and it's it's Darren Gant because okay. we know Darren very well, very well. And yes, we we all got drug te- drug tested. I think they need a drug test, Darren Gant, because if you read on Panthers.com, he talks about the three specialists: uh, Zane Gonzalez, Johnny uh, Hecker, and JJ Jansen. But he says a line, and I really think he needs to be drug tested. He said Jansen fought off a challenge for his job by being dependable and a better athlete than people realized. Jordan, mm-hmm. he needs to be drug tested because you play with JJ and I did. I mean, uh, come on, man. A deep snapper, an athlete? What are we doing here? <laughs> See, you're you're ruining my setup because I was going to say that we need a kicker, <laughs> a punter, and a long snapper, and we have one of each, and they're all pretty dang good. And I was going to throw praise on JJ, which in full – transparency i gave jj a really hard time i've always loved the guy and and we've stayed in touch and he's like a connection to me to hold on to the team because we played together but he's a long snapper and us alignment like we you know hey you're not a lineman you're what you know what are you he's homeless kind of guy in the locker room and jj man jake you can't say he's not an athlete he's 36 years old i know and he has to cover punts i know and listen that's a credit to him i just uh, hey, it's he, Jordan, I, I haven't played in Carolina since 2009 when I was like unbelievably awesome that la- my last year. Right. And he was right. our team. I was a teammate of his. He is the last yeah, man that's standing. That's what I'm saying. So that's I'm what just, I'm saying. Just, and it doesn't look like he's slowing down. I think it's awesome. Well, that's because he's a better athlete than people realize. It's right there on the oh, website. Read it, man. Gosh. And especially oh you. If I was as athletic as J.J. Jansen, maybe I would have played until I was 36, Jake. All right? And I hope yeah. J.J. hears this because he needs to. I, I owe him some compliments. I'm cutting us off. I got to get ready for my JV game tonight and Friday night, Friday Night Lights football game. I'll give you a rundown next week on the show, let you know how it went, and I won't lie. Yeah. Good, bad, or ugly. Please okay? do but, but just do me a favor. I want to know – What's the speech? I want to hear about the speech next week. What was the initial speech for your first game? You got it. That's what I want to know. All right. So don't screw it up. You got it. I won't. All right. We're Jordan and Jake, and this is our podcast, and we are powered by Ortho Carolina, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Jake, Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers, and they've treated me numerous times, and they apply it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com. Be good, Jake. I'll talk to you next week. Good luck. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.